Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. Hi friends. Today, missionary Michael Bavienko shares how he and his wife, Caitlin, received their call to mission service. Hello, my name is Michael Bobienko, and I currently work as a recruiter with Adventist Frontier Missions. My wife also works in the recruitment department, helping out the head recruitment director as his assistant. As Caitlin and I look back at our journey into career missionary service, we see how God was leading us step by step. You know, uh, sometimes God will reveal the whole plan to you, and sometimes he'll reveal the next step to you. But our job as humans is to trust that God will show you where to go and where to serve. No matter what happens, be ready for wherever God leads you. Now, my wife and I have been with AFM for several years now. My wife started in the fall of 2019, and I started full-time in the spring of 2021. But this is not our first adventure with AFM. Back in the year 2018, I went out as a student missionary to Cambodia. At the same time, my wife went as an English teacher to the area of Southeast Asia, and we both really enjoyed our time there. Now, as we've been working at Avenus Frontier Missions, we've been really encouraging lots of student missionaries, potential career missionaries, and others to sign up and go out to serve the unreached and help them to learn of Jesus' love. And as we've been doing this for the last several years, my wife and I kind of looked at each other and we went, well, you know, we've both lived in Southeast Asia before. We both see the need. We talk about the need almost every day for work. So what's stopping us from going out and becoming missionaries long term? In the early parts of 2022, we decided to sign up as career missionaries with Adventist Frontier Missions. And this made us really excited. We were very excited to see where God was going to lead and where we'd go and serve and what country we'd be in and what we would do. And so we talked with our boss at AFM. And he was, of course, very excited, too, being the recruitment director to see some of his own workers go out and serve the unreached. So we started thinking and praying about what to do. We went through the application process and, you know, got our references and all the all the fun stuff that you do when you apply for a new position. One of the big steps that takes place early on in the application process for career missionaries is the orientation week. Now, orientation week is when all the potential career missionaries who are going through the application process come to the training center in Bering Springs, Michigan, and they meet with the staff, they pray, they get some training on how to do fundraising, but most importantly, they decide where they're going to serve. And this is a conversation between the missionaries and the staff of AFM, because the staff of AFM knows the needs of the unreached, and the career missionaries themselves, or the volunteer missionary candidates, know what their skills and talents are and where they'd like to serve. So one of the big things that happens is that the volunteer missionary candidates, they go into a big meeting with the Human Resources Committee. And Caitlin and I have seen and heard the experiences of many past people who have gone into this big, ominous meeting. Now, during the application process, when you're filling out this long application, one of the things that you do is you choose your top three locations of where you want to go and serve. And so when my wife and I were considering where we wanted to go serve, well, we thought, uh... We both worked in Southeast Asia before, and I was in Cambodia, so why not go back to Cambodia? I loved it there. I made many friends. Uh, Perhaps you've even heard some of my previous stories on this very podcast. And my wife was game for that, and so we were really excited. 
So we put that down as our number one call. And then for number two, we were like, oh, it's in Asia. So, you know, Japan is a call. So, okay. And then three, uh, Southeast Asia somewhere. Figuring, of course, that we'd get our number one call. Usually this top three list is what the volunteer missionary candidates believe they'll be talking about with the HRC meeting. But what has happened, and we, Caitlin and I have seen happen time and time again, is people will go into this meeting and what the, the Human Resources Committee will plot a whiteboard and they'll list all these different places where you could go, like 15, 20 different places. And suddenly you're, you're smacked with this idea of, oh, maybe there's more places than what I put on my application where I could go. And there's only a few days to decide and we've got to pray about this. And, and wow, we're just totally overwhelmed with all the selections and things that could possibly happen during our missionary service. And AFM has a good reason for doing this. They want to make sure that you're going to the place where God is calling you, that your skill sets fit, that you will work well with other missionaries who are there, if there are other missionaries there, et cetera, et cetera. And so my wife and I were sort of expecting this experience of this huge meeting. Uh, We don't know what they're going to put up on the whiteboard. And uh, our top three list, although important, is just going to get thrown out of the window. And we were expecting all of this. So Caitlin and I walk into the Human Resources Committee meeting at Orientation Week. And we sit down, we pray as a group, and then the recruitment HR director looks at us and goes, as a committee, we have unanimously decided that you two should go to Japan. Unanimous? Really? My mind was just racing at this point because I was expecting to see this whiteboard full of all these possibilities and and totally overwhelmed. But a unanimous decision? Really? I looked at the president of the organization and I said, is there anywhere else we should be considering for service? Don't you have another place that you want us to be thinking and praying about? And he looks at us, he kind of purses his lips for a moment and just shakes his head no. And so my wife and I were blown away at what had just happened because suddenly we thought we were going to go to Southeast Asia and maybe, you know, be thinking and praying about five other places. But what really happened was we go into this meeting And a whole entire committee unanimously decides that we should go to Japan. And this didn't happen with the other family that went to orientation week at the same time as us. So we were really seeing and thinking, you know, is this where God is leading us? Is God leading us to Japan? And so thus ensued several days of serious prayer, serious consideration, because we thought about Japan. We had considered it at one point, but... You know, Japan is a Western country. They have technology. They have internet. You know, they're not out in the boonies. It's, it doesn't really fit the stereotypical mission profile. So Caitlin and I really struggled with the idea of, is Japan even a place that needs missionaries? And is Japan where God is calling us specifically to go? And so we really wrestled with that over the next several days at orientation. I went online. I did lots of research. And come to find out, Japan is actually the largest unevangelized country that's simultaneously open to missionaries. And yeah, there are some Seventh-day Adventists there, but over 80% of them are 65 years of age or older, and there's a very, very small number of Adventists in the first place. So the Adventist church in Japan is unfortunately, literally, not figuratively, dying out and dying away. And so the more I researched, the more I learned, I realized that yes, Japan is a place that needs missionaries, and God seems to be calling us there because he's, he's showing us this data, this information. We had a unanimous committee decision, and so Caitlin and I agreed, yes, we will go to Japan. So after this meeting, after the orientation week, 
the next part of the career missionary process is that you have to go and start your fundraising. Now, first, before Caitlin and I could do that, we were still praying, you know, God, we, we want to know that this is, this is where you're calling us. We've, we've agreed to do this. We're going to fundraise. We're going to do all this work. But please, please help us to know that this is where you're calling us. Caitlin's younger sister was going to be graduating from high school down in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And so we wanted to take a trip down there and see her family and spend some time with them. And we did. We had a wonderful time, uh, enjoyed the graduation service. And for Sabbath, we went to the South Bay Seventh-day Adventist Church, which was a relatively new church plant there in the Chattanooga area. Now, Caitlin's parents, the evening before church, had decided, well, we're really tired. It's been an exhausting week. We'll probably just stay home, make sure we get our rest for Sabbath the next day. But when we woke up the next morning, they had decided very last minute to go to church. So we went to church as, as a whole big family. At the time, they didn't have a church building. They were out in a big old tent outside. And so the one Sabbath school was, you know, off to your left and Caitlin's parents went to a Sabbath school off on the right. We could see each other if we had both stood up and, you know, kind of waved. So it was a big, big old tent where we were having Sabbath school. After Sabbath school, Caitlin's dad beckons us over, me and Caitlin. And we kind of think, oh, well, that's strange. Uh, We were going to go over there anyway. Why is he so excited? And we get over there and he says, Michael and Caitlin, this is Sarah. She's from Japan. And I'll let you guys talk about the rest. And Caitlin and I kind of look at each other like, whoa, someone from Japan right here at church? This is amazing. And so we start talking with Sarah. And she says, yeah, I am a first-generation Seventh-day Adventist. I actually joined the church just before coming to attend Southern Adventist University. So we were really excited to meet her. And we told her, we have signed up to be missionaries to Japan. Now, at first, we weren't really sure how she would react because... You know, how is someone going to react when, some, when you tell them, hey, I'm going to go be missionaries to the country where you came from? We, we weren't really sure how that was going to go. But Sarah's face, when we told her that we were going to be missionaries, lit up and she got so excited. She said, I am so happy that you're going to go be missionaries to my country. We need that. And then she just starts talking and talking and sharing and sharing. And within five minutes, she was sharing evangelism techniques for the people of Japan. And this just blew me and Caitlin away. We were so excited. We went and sat down for church. And then after church, we, of course, wanted to talk to Sarah more and learn more about her and her history. And then she told us an interesting story. She said, you know, I wasn't planning to be here for church today. In fact, I don't normally come to church here. I usually go to a different church. But last night, I decided to go to a Vespers that I don't normally go to. And at the Vespers, I sat with a group of friends that I normally don't sit with. And one of those friends just happened to invite me to church the next day. And usually I have lots and lots of obligations at my home church, but this time I didn't have any. And so I came to church here at South Bay. And then at South Bay, I sat in the Sabbath school with your parents, Caitlin's parents. And in response to a question, she shared that she was Japanese. And Caitlin and I looked at that and heard that story and we went, that is way too many coincidences. This is a divine appointment. God has set this up so that we would meet Sarah and be able to talk with someone who was a new Adventist from Japan. Sarah has turned out to be a great friend, has been giving us suggestions about language learning and is willing to talk with us and has just been a wonderful resource for us learning more about Japan. Then we had another strange thing happen. I was on YouTube. Now, if you're familiar with YouTube, at the top of the home screen, there's a list of recommended videos. And usually that's just, you know, whatever the algorithm decides you should apparently watch today or this evening or whatever it is. But today, at the top of the list was a video with some Japanese characters that I couldn't read, that also said Dwight Nelson. And I went, oh, Dwight Nelson. I know Dwight Nelson. That, that's the pioneer memorial church pastor. 
And so I clicked on the video and I was enjoying watching uh, Dwight Nelson speaking English and then some Japanese guy speak, translating the what Dwight Nelson was saying. And I, I looked at the date of the video and I went, now wait a second, this is a recent video. Dwight Nelson is here in the area. I wonder... And so I looked up the information on the YouTube channel and I found out that the guy recording the video was in the area attending the Andrews Seminary. And so I quick sent him an email and I messaged him. I said, hey, would you like to talk sometime so we can learn from you? And he said, yes. And his name is Daniel Fukuda. And he has also become a wonderful resource for us in helping us learn about Japan and the work that needs to be done there. And so we ended up having another divine appointment from a recommended video on YouTube. It's experiences like that with Daniel and the one with Sarah and many other small things that God has done to reaffirm our call to Japan that makes Caitlin and I really excited about going to serve there here in the future. If you're thinking about being a missionary, either short or long term, why don't you pray about it and see where God leads you? Perhaps, like me and Caitlin, you need to do some research on the internet to discover the needs of the unreached. Uh, Maybe you have listened to episodes of this podcast for a while and you already know, and you're just not sure where God is leading you. Well, pray about that too. You never know whether God will give you a divine appointment or whether he will place a country or a people group on your heart. And when God does do that, make sure to follow through and obey that calling in your life. And when you're ready to sign up to be a missionary with AFM, give us a call at 1-800-937-4236 or send us an email at service at afmonline.org. We'd be happy to share with you about the places where you could go and use your talents to serve God and help others learn about Jesus' love. You could also learn more about AFM and read our super duper awesome magazine at www.afmonline.org. Now that my wife and I are sure that God is sending us to Japan, we have been working really hard to do all of our preparation work to go to Japan. And we are currently looking forward to going to training, hopefully this summer, and then launching to the field this fall is our prayer. And I want to invite you to join us in praying that God will reach the hearts of Japan, not just through us, but through all the people that we will meet. Thank you for listening to Frontier Missions Journal.